morning, afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lott. I'm Mark Herbal. I'm Patrick Dodd. So we are continuing our conversation, for those of you who just heard us yesterday, we're continuing our conversation on the update, the 2020 update to the Scrum Guide, which you can find on scrumguides.org. And so, you know, we were talking a lot in the last iteration about things that we thought we liked is there anything I want to start with? Is there anything that you don't like about this new iteration? I'll play the Jeopardy music if you'd like, because we're all sitting there going, I don't know. I was going to say, we now have to go back and kind of reset some teams. But then my more pessimistic side said, they never read it in the first place. So. <laughs> okay, so to that, I will say that I think it's going to be interesting for uh, teams similar to ours who do agile along or, or do agile training across organizations. They're going to have to repivot some of their own internal work because it's you know, talking about, as we did in the, at the very end of the last episode, the difference between responsible and accountable, or that what the product owner is responsible for, what the development team, because some people probably use exacting language, right, when they're talking about the developers. You know, we have to refer to them now as the developers, not the, de not the dev team. And how all the, that interacts, I think that's going to be some work. But I think to the point that we kind of brought up early on in the last iteration is that the foundation is still there. Mm -hmm. You still have the five values. You still have transparency, inspection, and, ad and ad adaptation, right? All of those things are still there, but I think that it's just some of the, the fine tuning that may happen. Yeah, I, I think if I had to pick something that I didn't like, overall, I'm really pleased with the update, but if I had to pick something that I didn't like, I think it would be um, the fact that there's a lot of wiggle room for people with ill intent. And it relies mm -hmm. a lot on, um, by, by removing kind of the prescriptive rules, like this is what you do. Um, it relies on the skill, competency, and uh, positional autonomy of the scrub master agile coach to be able to put that forward. Because I would say if, and, and again, I think this is one of the weak spots of, of um, these, these industry-wide services is that it assumes complete competency. And um, I would say that if you have a, a, a scrum guide that if, if we're all of the level where we can go into any team and any organization and really connect with people about the value of scrum and about the purpose of these things, that we do. I, I think that this update makes a lot of sense, but that's not every scrum master sure. and not every agile coach. And so if you go in and, and like with a daily standup, for example, you take away those three questions for someone who has the autonomy to be able to give hard feedback to the team and connect with people, that's great. But yeah. if you have uh, a scrum master who maybe has not really done it before, they're working in a dual role and reporting up to an engineering manager is quite controlling, it might be a bit um, of a detriment. Uh, maybe yep. that person might find that it becomes more of a status meeting because um, that person does not have the tools within their organization or the expertise to be able to, to stand up and uh, fight for the value of what that event is. Well, and it could be that the organization doesn't have the 
intestinal fortitude or the ability to absorb that change themselves. And one thing you brought up in all of this that just flared on, on my head was talking about the daily standup, right? In the scrum guide, they call it the daily scrum. It's been known as a standup forever and a weekend. But I was talking to somebody just the other day about how in their organization, they call it, uh, they don't call it the standup because of people who can't actually stand. And I was like, oh my gosh, that, I, wow, uh, right? I mean, right. I can, tell, so I can tell you, I've had problems with my back where I've said to people, I'm not literally going to stand. I have oh. to sit during this time because my back is hurting. Yep. And I, yeah, it, for me, it's not like if somebody called it a stand up and I said, well, I can't stand, I wouldn't be offended, but I can see where it would certainly be an issue of, uh, of, uh, it's Possibly viewed as intolerance, right? Yeah, and, um, and so I would and say, I get it. yeah, I would say to the to the three of us, something maybe we want to discuss within our org is maybe changing some language around that particular event. Side sidebar. Okay, cool. Uh, I would say my least favorite. My least favorite is wow. Maybe that they didn't do enough to flesh out more about the product goal in that, like the scrum goal, we all get. The product goal, I think we get, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it gets played out because I think a lot of teams have issues and we've all worked in multiple organizations that have this where, you know, trying to get someone to go with a sprint goal was hard enough trying to get them to go to a product goal, good luck. And I think that the challenge is going to be trying to get that to play itself out because sprinkles are abused enough as it is. Can, can you actually get a scrum goal to happen or to get a product goal to happen? So, you know, I guess there's, there's a couple of times where I wish the language was a little tougher or a little, a little more prescriptive, even though I'm the guy who likes it, depends. I get it. So your mileage may vary. Early, early on with new product owners that I'm working with, I say, you really do need to find a sprint goal. And that one is sometimes tough, you know, they're, they're, because it requires that they've looked deep enough into kind of their long-term plan, the features coming up, the current backlog and things like that to be able to do it. And there's real resistance. I found for a couple of key product owners that I work with today, they always do it because they know it sets them on the right track, right? Right. But you sometimes, like you said, it gets abused and you you get <laughs> sprint goals that's basically over time do stuff. And so because those don't become useful, everybody says we don't need a sprint goal. Yeah. And you know, connected to that is the the bucket in Jira called stuff we need to do, you know, which is connected to the goal called do stuff. And then we have then, then and this goes back to what Simon said in the company, no pun intended, his name was really Simon. He said in the company at one point, we're all doing work, but does it make any sense? You know, are we working towards a common goal? And and here's where, you know, I, I get a little adamant about having a goal because even if it's this will sound a little weird, even as the wrong goal, at least it forced you to decide what it was going to be. And given enough time, you start to see the value in it. It's something I, I, I kind of go back to again and again with teams as the goal starts to degenerate. And what's funny too is oftentimes they'll ask, 
well, can I just put down like eight things we need to do? Like, no, that's not actually a goal, right? That's a bunch yeah. of stuff to do again. How many can I have? Let's start with three. Let's just limit you to three, right? Yeah. And that constraint is irritating and directed, right? Like yeah. once you do that a little bit, you start thinking farther ahead in terms of planning. So, yeah. I, I actually had a product owner who I I just talked with this person about you know sprint goals. And we talked about product vision. We talked about mission and mission tests. And we were talking about sprint goals. And I said, okay, come up with a sprint goal. And the next time we meet, um, let's look at it. And it was like a page. It was a bulleted list of things. And I'm like, it's longer than the actual stories in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> there are 10 stories and there are 14 points. Yeah, that, no, was that in the project file or Excel? Because that would really add value. <laughs> <laughs> right. So one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and I, I'm surprised we haven't, is that they actually rewrote the definition of Scrum. And they talked about how it's generating value instead of delivering value. Mm. Thoughts? I think they did that in a couple spots me. where it's where you're, I mean, they, they talked about things that I think we could still talk about. And I have a feeling we're going to go to a third episode for is they rewrote Scrum to talk about generating value instead of delivering value. They actually said Scrum is founded on empiricism and lean thinking. First time they've actually used lean yeah. ever. That out to me. I was like, what the right. heck is this? Um, actually, yeah, that, that, how they interwove uh, transparency, inspection, and, and adaptation. What I thought was so funny about that is that, oh my God, there goes somebody's interview question as to which scrum pillar is more important. Because it's like, they're all the same. Well, with regard to lean, you know, there have been people in my past that have said, oh, there are these people in the company, they're all lean oriented. And, you know, I wish they'd shut up so we could get Scrum done, right? Like they are, they, they set out stakes and they want to have a pitched battle with the lean folks. And, and you know, <laughs> a point I've made periodically is they are you. You know, if, if you're going to cut away your foundation, you're going to have, you know, a problem because, you know, this is based on lean. So the fact that it gets mm -hmm. brought in here is like, yes, it's, a, it's an inherent part of what we do. Now, Scrum or lean can go to extremes that cut out the others and make it dysfunctional, but that's ideally not where we want to go. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's when I have a compound class and I'm very careful to emphasize that, um, that both lean and agile or sorry, lean and scrum come at the situation with a common goal. It's just a different way of getting there. It's a yep. different way of visualizing the work. It doesn't make them fundamentally different that you need a pitched battle and one's right and the other's wrong. It means that sometimes one works better than the other in certain circumstances. Right. And I would argue if you're, if you're going down the Kanban route, it's a little easier to talk about, segue into from like lean to Kanban because they were kind of temporally more related. Mm -hmm. Scrum is a little bit more distant, so the, the connection is a little less obvious, and, and you know we need to bring it back in again, but glad to see it here. Well, the change also, or the difference also, is that there isn't a 13-page document for Kanban guides. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, and maybe there should be, Patrick. Perhaps you yeah, should write that. <laughs> Man, you beat me to it. It's going to be, Patrick, you have some spare time, don't you? Right, sure, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> something, something to do during the holidays. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I think there, you know, that was interesting to me. I think 
one other quote that I'm going to pull directly from, and that is going to be where we're almost going to be out of time for this one, is sprints are where ideas are turned into value. Hmm. Holy smokes, I want that one tattooed on some people's foreheads. That's that's like if Willy Wonka became a development manager, that's what you'd say, right? <laughs> Here's some code, here's some tests. It's amazing delivered value. Oh, that's a perfect place for us to end this iteration. We're going to talk some more in the next one. Until then, I'm Brent. I'm Mark. I'm Patrick. Until the next iteration, you can give us a rating at your podcast provider. Shoot us an email at info at fasterthanastandup.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup.